This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Check us out. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey. Hey. What up? What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 11 of the All Love No Fear podcast, hosted by myself, KB, and my lovely, amazing, handsome, gorgeous co-host. That's a lot. Um, Mark Metapoetic Bennett. You have got to work on being more comfortable with compliments. I just, <laughs> That's, that seriously. Was, that was a lot. Listen, you told me to intro, I intro. Like, what's, okay. <sighs> can't ever please people. So many struggles, so little time. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Um, we're going to talk about nothing and a lot of things at the same time. So um, <laughs> I hope you enjoy. How's your day, Mark? Good. It is summer. Whoop! Officially summer. Whoop whoop! I think yeah, today. Summer. I think today is actually like the first real summer-like day that I, we've had since like June. Yeah. Since June started, because yeah, I think Memorial Day was a dub. I think the Saturday might have been nice because that's the unofficial start of summer. If people don't know Memorial Day. And I think the Saturday weekend, the weekend, the Saturday of that weekend was cool. The Sunday it might have rained. The Monday was a little blah. So you know, it's been struggle city. I've still been wearing like sweaters and you know cold weather things, but it seems to be looking up. Yeah, it's okay. Like I'm still under belief that summer is not that good in New York, but um, it's not. It's not. But, but um, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool I'm, right now. I'm I'm okay with like wearing sandals. Um, that's cool. Word. Um, I just realized that I gotta travel with an umbrella. Um, when I go places, cause sometimes the sun be a little aggressive and you need a little shade. Word. Um, and I actually got an umbrella today as a gift for my secret pal. Shout out to you if you listen. Love you so much. Great umbrella, compact. It's gonna be my summer travel umbrella, cause I cannot be sitting in the sun, cause my skin needs to prosper this summer. Yeah, I had to um, buy an umbrella myself on, was that Friday? Mm-hmm. I figured that out. Yeah. <sighs> Five times. Because I was, I haven't had a like a real adult umbrella in a long time. Yeah. Well, I had one and then it broke immediately, but. <laughs> what happened? How did it break? It, like it was, you know one of those big umbrellas that's just big, but it breaks. It's, it doesn't act like a big umbrella. Yeah, it's not really as sturdy. And yeah, big well umbrellas made. are supposed to be sturdy, not just yeah. the same as a small umbrella, but just big. Just more fabric, I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. Okay. that's not that's not what it was initially. Yeah. It broke immediately as soon as I took it out in the rain. So, <sighs> okay, unfortunate. But th- this is this is going better though. Praise the Lord. God is Word. good. God is good. All right. Um. Yeah, it's officially summer. I'm officially starting four day work weeks this week. So whoop de whoop de woo. I have my Fridays off. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to do nothing on Fridays. Word. Can't wait. Thrills, thrills, thrills. If my job could just keep this up, like, for the whole year, I'd be completely fine. But, you know, it's not a realistic situation for nope. some reason. Yeah. Snapping. Yeah, I know. But I'm going to enjoy it for the next, what, six, seven weeks and have a blast. Um. Okay. So let us move into our love it or lose it section today. Love it. 
or lose it. Oh, oh, oh. Love it or lose it. 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 Yeah, we, we may have dragged that one. <laughs> Completely. Um, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> the people that listen to this know that we'd be dragging stuff anyway, so they'll yeah. be all right. Anyways, um, so this week's Love It or Lose It, um, musically focused um, this week. Um, and it centers around black male singing groups. I was going to say boy bands, but the people in this group are all adults. So boy bands <laughs> seem stupid. I looked at it. I was about to say boy bands. I said, nah, everybody in here is grown, though. Like grown, grown. And has been for a while. It, it isn't B2K. It isn't and B2K. they're grown, but like you can technically classify them as a boy band. because yeah, they started they were, as a boy band. They were teenagers when you when yeah. started. Okay, so the four boy bands on my list this week, Love It or Lose It, Loving it means, you know, you love their music, you wouldn't give it up for the world. Losing it, you'd throw their whole discography, everything they've ever done away. So, drum roll. All right. And my list is Boys to Men, Jodeci, Jagged Edge, Drew Hill. Boys to Men, Jodeci, Jagged Edge, Drew, Drew Hill. Hill. Yes. Yes. Um... This is a challenging choice for me this week because I actually enjoy all four right. of them. So, boys quite a bit. Jagged Edge, Drew Hill, and Jodeci. Jodeci, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, Mark. So, do you have a selection? Yeah, Lose It, Jagged Edge. Okay. It's going down. Tell me more. Uh, <laughs> out of those four. You want to throw away Leave Me at the Altar in Your White Dress? We ain't that, getting no younger. Because that song is trash. It, it might be. It might be specifically that song. <laughs> That makes you throw the that whole makes thing you throw away. The whole thing away. Oh my god! That song I is can't so trash. with you. I cannot with you. And I think they have another song with that same exact melody. You know, they just put an album out, or they're about to put an album out. Um, they might. Jagged Edge. I saw like something on Twitter, like of a, a screenshot or whatever of a of an album cover or something like that. They they're putting something out either very soon or they just put something out. Oh, they got a show coming up in uh, South Carolina too. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're throwing them away. Yeah, because you, this is the problem. But where the party at is a whole jam, though. Yes. That mm-hmm. song is a jam. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. That song is a jam. You are correct. Mm-hmm. But compared to the other three. You're fine. I'm good. Because that Let's Get Married. Like, number one, that song is, like, lyrically trash. Right. <laughs> they did win an award for it. They did win um, a Soul Train Award for it back in 2001. But also, America's Trash. So <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so. Oh, their new album is actually coming out on your birthday. And I'm going to get a few for your birthday. Nope. <laughs> a Jagged nope. Love Story will be releasing July 15th. And I got Mark's birthday present. I got Mark's birthday present. I got Mark's birthday present. Eh, 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 eh. All right. I want us to stay married. So let's, <laughs> let's let's um let's be mindful. Wow, you gonna throw the whole marriage away over an album though? It's crazy. Um, yeah, like uh, let's get married. Meet me at the altar. Why not? Let's go. We got nothing better to do. Trash. Yeah, it is garbage though. I'm not gonna disagree with that. When people be trying to play that at their wedding, I'm like. Yeah, like, and it was like a vibe where everybody's playing at the marriage at their wedding. I was like, so this is your foundation <laughs> of your marriage? It's let's get married. 
you might as well do it. That's that's what a foundation is. That's that's cool, I guess. Yeah, it sounds like hot trash. Um, but yeah, I mean, they did give me a lot of early two thousands bops. They when they were they, out they, here in the they streets, did. they they were doing it. They, I did enjoy them. They, I did. they they brought a lot of they brought a lot of good songs. They had a lot of good songs. I'm not gonna act like they did nothing. But out of those four, they they have the trashies of the songs. Probably, I would. I would be. <laughs> I would be tempted to agree with you. Yeah. Um. I think for me, my lose it. I'm going between Jagged Edge and Jodeci. Um, because I feel. Jodeci. I feel like I like Casey and JoJo more than actual Jodeci, but whatever. But I think just ba- I have to agree. I think based on the fact that. Meet me at the altar and your white dress is a real thing. And they like really went into somebody's studio. Somebody who wrote that song? Let me find out. Somebody wrote that song down and they said, Let's let's make this a record. And and they did. And so I feel that, um, yeah. I'ma have to toss them. No shade. And one of them apparently was out here beating his wife or something crazy. It was a little wild, um, a couple of years ago. Um, I forget which one. I think Brian was the one that was out here beating up his wife. It, was, it looked a little crazy. So that being said, I think Joe, um, Jagged Edge is the one I'm probably going to have to uh, toss um, in regards to Brian Michael Cox was associated with Let's Get Married. Brian Michael Cox has written some amazing songs, produced some amazing songs. So I just, I'm sad, Brian Michael Cox. You, you, you're better than this. You are. You're better than this. You, you are absolutely 110% better than this. And yeah, so yeah. Jagged Edge, gotta go. Sorry, it's been it's been real though. Um, who are we keeping? Who are we keeping out this group? Out of those four, so um, the three, I guess. Boys to Men, Drew Hill, Jodeci. Who who's our love? Um, I'll say the number one is Boys to Men. The close second is Drew Hill. Okay. Very close second. Okay. Expound. Um, and I, I think that's just me generationally. Because okay. um, Drew Hill just had a lot of songs mm-hmm. that were awesome, and every time they came back, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah!" Like dope. Like I, I, uh, I bought the Cisco album, <laughs> as did everyone who was out <laughs> so, here in the streets at that time. So, like, I, th- I think um, close second was like I said with Drew Hill. Boys to Men just had too many songs that defined a genre. Mm-hmm. Boys to Men was R and B. Yeah, flat out. Yeah, they 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 defined a whole genre. Mm-hmm. They and song their songs were played everywhere. They were churches. singing boys. They were singing okay. churches. Yeah, we was out here singing a song for Mama at uh what was it at church? But I remember I was like ten or eleven and we were singing that at church on Mother's Day. Yeah, as the youth choir when I was a youth, like I said when I was ten to twelve. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I also remember like one sweet day the song they had with Mariah Carey that was like the official like funeral song. Yeah. Um, because I remember a few like people that I went to school with like passed away and we definitely got together in the school assembly and had people sing one sweet day. I was just like, okay, so we. That's why I can't listen to that song anymore because it makes me think of the people who died and it yeah. makes me sad. But beautiful song nonetheless. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, and like they had a, they had a lot of different songs. Yeah, like Water Runs Dry is my favorite Boys to Men song. Like even though it's a song that people don't think of of theirs, like the vocals on that and how like subtle they are, ugh, gives me life. Gives me life. Yeah. I I I'm gonna put Boys to Men number one and Drew Hill number two. 
And if Jack Edge is number four, that means Joe to see falls number three. Well, yeah. it had to be done. Um, yeah, that's that's my list. Um, yeah, I I guess I'll we'll get some angry comments for that. It's cool. Yeah, this this so I know people, we got some people, Jodeci lovers. Yeah, in the people, group. people live and die with Jodeci. And I'm just like, <laughs> all right, since so I guess, like this stuff came out like I think before like I was really paying attention to music like that because their last album that would have come out that I would have paid attention to in childhood came out in '95. Wasn't paying attention back then. Most of the songs I probably associate with Jodeci are really Casey and JoJo song, Casey and JoJo songs. I'm sorry. So yeah, um, I think my love is Drew Hill. Okay. With Boys to Men being a close second. Um, I don't know. There's something about Drew Hill that <laughs> I've always loved. Um, my best friend, Samantha, also loves Drew Hill. Like, we get so excited about Drew Hill. And, like, they had some legendary videos. Like, y'all remember that one um, when they were, like, dressed up in the um, old English, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, outfits? Um is that what it is? Oh my god, I can't remember. But like, I still watch that video to this day. Like, you would think like it never, it never gets old, and it's been out now easily uh, twenty years easily. Um, but it's great. Like they had, you know, some great songs. Five steps, never make a promise. Uh, tell me what you want. No, that is the original like foot stomp. Like yeah. dun dun like. I think that's probably where that started. Probably. Because there's no way you can hear that song and not and not get into that dun, 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 and go hard. Like, And you have to commit to it. Never make a promise. Oh, God. Jams. Jams. Do you hear me? Jams. Absolute jams. Um, I can't take it. You know, uh, what was that other one? Um, Beauty is her name. Um, the, these are the times. That was the video I was talking about. Yeah. These are the times we all live for. Oh, Lord. That's my jam. I love that song and the video. Like, just everything about it. Um, yeah. They've changed the members. They've, they've done some, uh, you know, wardrobe changes with the members. But, like, you know, Cisco and Nokio have stayed consistent. Um, and all, th- all five of them, well, you know, the originals, can really sing all of them. I should be a boyfriend. That was a jam back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my high school, my, one of my high school jams. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I love Drew Hill. Love them, love them, love them. Like, you know, they were out, they put out a project, I think, like, had to be like, what year is it, 2019? Like nine years ago. I got really, really excited about it. Um, <laughs> and they were doing reality shows. And I think they just recently got reunited again for um, something else. So whatever Drew Hill is a part of, I'm interested in, because all five of them, four of them, how many of are in the group at this point? Because like I said, they keep changing people. Um, are really, really talented, really, really amazing. Um, just very, very, uh, very, very good. Very, Word. very good. I love them all. Yeah, I think it's four members now. It's Cisco, Nokio... Um, Smokey, Deglera, and Digital Black. Um, Jazz was there, but Jazz pieced out. Woody was there, he pieced out. Tao was there, he pieced out. Scola, he was there. But, you know, Scola gets shouts out on the song. So, you know, he was he was there. But, you know, all, all of them, everybody that's been part of that group can really, really, really sing. Word. So, yeah, Drew Hill for me. Boys to Men, close second. I just think that, you know, Boys to Men was like grown, grown. Well, I think Boys to Men for us was a generation right behind us. That was my sister. Yeah, right before us. That yeah. was right before us. Yeah. Um, but like like I said, like I 
Um, yeah, because I, I think it's just generational. Like, voice man probably looked at Jewel Hill like, look at them young boys. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where they sung and everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and like even their dress styles and everything, which is different. Mm-hmm. Their, their dress styles are different mm-hmm. and how they move different. I, I think that's why um, Jewel Hill is still pretty high on my list. It's not over voice to men for me, right? But it's um high on my list because it was like it was in jeans and t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the yeah their their look was very current with how we were looking. Yeah, way back way with the back oversized, then. terrible t-shirts. Right, and chains. Yeah. Respect They're, to Cisco for walking around out here with platinum hair for like years and feeling like y'all y'all ain't even gonna say nothing. Y'all gonna deal? Because he unleashed the dragon. That's probably why. He did unleash the dragon. He yeah. did. He did. He did. That was that was an error, man. <laughs> the fact that we were out here proudly singing thong song and just carrying on. That song has one verse that he just repeats. Hand to God. Hand he just repeats God. over and over. However, easy to remember for performance purposes. <laughs> Got to think about that. <laughs> Because Cisco can perform thong is, song in his sleep. That is, really that, is, that is a one verse song. <laughs> actual factual. Actual factual. But yeah, I think, you know, when I think about whose concert I would like bust down a door to go to, um, this the in this time in day and age, Drew Hill. If I see Drew Hill on a ticket, I'm I'm trying to go to the function. Well, I don't know if that's fair because their performances would be different. I'm still going. No, no, what, what I'm saying is like boys to men, they'll probably be all in like chairs sitting and singing. It'll be cool. Yo, you just shaded the hell out of that. No, no, <laughs> but tears. no. What I'm saying is like they're. It, it's like the difference between going to um, what what do they always say? Like between Beyonce and um, what's it called? Who's a um woman who was um hello? What's um Adele? Yeah, it's uh-huh. like different between those two concerts. Probably. Like, yeah, it's like different between those. Like if you're just going just for to hear singing, mm-hmm. and that's it, then you go one. If you're going for like a whole performance and dancing go to another it's true it's true yeah like i i think it, it's just different has boys to men ever even danced in a video they don't they don't okay. dance. i don't think i've ever seen them dance that, before. That, that is the point i'm making yeah i'm like drew hill is gonna give you some choreo at the very yeah it, i i think and their and their songs are more upbeat mm-hmm. so like that they they might perform better in concert yes true yeah. true true yeah yeah, but either I mean I would go to either one, but no, like, correct. But the Drew Hill one would make me the most excited. Yeah, it, it's that. it's more it'll be a more hype show. Yes, it'll be a more hype show. The other one, what like they would do a lot more vocal gymnastics. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> a but, lot more vocal gymnastics. But don't, going but don't sleep though. Drew Hill still got the vocals because they were doing like a radio press run a couple years ago and they were singing acapella and I was like, these men still got it. No, no, I, I'm not saying At they forty can't something. Sing. They, I'm, they I'm, sing I'm just it. saying that like their shows would be different. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like it'll be more. Be more vocal gymnastics with everything. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still saucy that um the the guy with the the bass guy Michael is not on um what's it called Boys to Men no more. But you know, because I used to love his his talking parts. Baby girl, you know <laughs> like I used to live live, but you know whatever. Things happen. Got to make decisions and move on and do other things. So, Word. yeah. Um. Thanks for listening to our Love It or Lose It segment. Love it or Very lose curious it. to hear the feedback from you guys about uh, the choices for this week and what your thoughts are on everything. Y'all, uh, y'all tend to text us back every day, every time. <laughs> right. Like, why? Y'all chose that? Like, it's gotten real, real saucy in the text with some of our listeners. We'll be like, excuse me? You did what now? Word. You threw away plantains? Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did, and I stand by it. Now what? Okay, so... Let's move on to our main topic for today. And what we're talking about is um, 
because we talk about relationships here a lot. So talking about um, main, mainly dealing with uh, toxic people slash relationships and establishing boundaries in those areas. So we've heard the word toxic thrown around like so many times yes. in so many settings where like toxic really isn't the right word to describe it because you know it's not really toxic words mean things um so just to give some frame of reference to what we're talking about um i want to offer up some signs or some key telling points that you are a part of a toxic relationship um so you know just did my googles on the internet so found some stuff um so one sign that you might be in a toxic relationship is that it's all take no give um, when you are just being taken from and nothing is being poured back into you, like that energy is not reciprocated, that might be a sign of a toxic relationship. Um, feeling drained. Like if you're always feeling like tired and just drained, never really feeling happy or or productive or like satisfied in the situation, that might be a sign that you're in a toxic relationship. Um, there's no trust there. Um, there can be like a hostile atmosphere that exists um, in the relationship where you feel like you can't really speak up or, or say what you feel because you know that there's going to be an argument or a big fight as a result of you expressing your feelings. Um, you know, if you're feeling like it's imbalanced, one-sided, you're feeling like, you know, um, just, you know, the communication isn't there. There's a mutual disrespect. Um, there's no respect in the um, situation, um, control issues like perpetual drama, um, just constant challenges, you know, feeling trapped, um, always feeling undermined, um, just generally feeling like, you know, it's not it's not really fostering your growth as a person in any way. And it's just constantly bringing up negativity. Um, in your life, like those might be some signs that you're in a toxic relationship. This is not to say that there aren't aspects of these things that can present themselves in a quote unquote non-toxic relationship. But, you know, if you're in a relationship where like all these boxes are sort of being checked off and you can't really pinpoint like positives about it, you might want to, you know, consider whether or not you're in a toxic relationship or not. Always think about what the definition of toxic is. Toxic means poisonous. Yes, Poisonous. That means something that is infected, <laughs> infecting your relationship. Yeah. It's infecting your relationship or it's infecting you as a person. Mm-hmm. It's affecting your life. And something that, unless it's removed, will not succeed, will, will not progress. Yeah. Like poison is a way of stopping progress. It's mm-hmm. slowly killing you yes. <laughs> or slowly yes. killing the relationship. Yes. And the only way to something for stop being toxic is to take the poison out right right you can't just you can't wait it out yeah <laughs> you can't just like oh it'll eventually go away yeah you can't you have throw to, remedies to, on it correct you have to figure out where that toxicity is pinpoint it and take it out yeah yeah, yeah. so when you say toxic relationship you got to figure out what are those things that are driving that poison inside your relationship whatever it is right trying to find what that is and pull that out. Yeah. And sometimes if that, what you're pulling out is the core of the person you're with, it might be that person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so that person might be the toxicity, to, the toxic, the toxin. Yes. <laughs> inside your um relationship might right. be the actual person. Right. So that's why I say find out where that toxic 
thing is and pull that out is the only way to for it to stop being toxic. Right. Like, nobody's arguing that every relationship is perfect or, you know, has no issues. Like, that's a that's a given. And, you know, we're human. Um, and so, you know, that means that we make mistakes and we do things and act in ways that are toxic at times in our lives. And, you know, that all ties back to, you know, our experiences, the ways we were raised, et cetera, et cetera. Like, there's a lot of moving parts to what makes up a person and the choices that they make and the things that they do. But I think we have to be mindful of our own self-care. And I know that's another term that gets thrown about a lot. But we have to be mindful of preserving ourselves and our, our integrity um, in situations because a lot of times we aren't taught to establish boundaries and put a stop to things that are negative to us and are harming us. Um, I don't know where it comes from. Um, I don't know if it's just, you know, cultural things, religious things, whatever the case may be. But a lot of us don't don't feel like we have the agency to say, hey, I'm not cool with this behavior, activity, whatever this is. And I would like to not do it anymore. Um, and the reason I brought this up is because, you know, I, I think in my life I've come to a point when it comes to people, situations, just relationships in general, where I've had to say this is not a a positive functioning relationship. Correct. And I have to stop doing this. Yeah. Like, I just have to. Um, and, you know, I've been working on in the last, I would say, five or so years on really just establishing boundaries in my own life in relationships with people and just saying, hey, um, this isn't working. I don't hate you. I don't hate the situation. I just don't want to do this anymore. I don't have to. I don't want to. And I'm out of here. And that's that on that. And not feeling bad about it. Because I think the challenge is as we grow and we get to a point where we're just like, this is an unsustainable situation and I can't, I can't keep doing this. Um, we feel bad about ending that relationship or that friendship or that um, business relationship or whatever the case is. We feel bad about saying, hey, I need to establish a boundary. And you shouldn't. Like, I know it's, it's hard, especially when you're when you're coming to the point where you have to end a relationship with, like, someone you genuinely love and care about, like a significant other or a family member or a really good friend. Like... That human element and that feeling does come into it and you feel like, well, maybe there's a way, maybe there's a way we can make it work. But it's like you've been at this for a while now and, you know, you feel like there's all take and no give. You feel drained. You feel like there's an imbalance in the power dynamics in the relationship. It's hostile. You don't trust the person. Like there, there are all these signs that, that point to this not being a productive situation. But like somewhere in the back of your mind, you still feel guilty. And I think that's something that, you know, you have to practice and learn to unpack. And then you have, you know, people on the on, you know, the sides of you telling you, no, but that's your mom. That's your dad. That's your sister. That's your this. That's your that. And it's like the social pressure to maintain relationships sometimes um, because that's just what's expected um, will make you feel like you have to stay attached to something that just is not functional anymore. And, you know, I don't believe that that's what God wants out of out of life for me is for me to continue to be in relationship in a way that is in truth not of God. 
Because God is not the author of confusion and, and distrust and, and all these negative things that toxic relationships bring with them. And so, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I have the wherewithal and the agency to do something about that, to change that. I'm going to do it. Word. Yeah. Um, a lot of times people always say that people are in your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually use that term. And like, don't take that. I think people take that and they're trying to dismiss it. Don't take it as a negative thing. Um, sometimes the person is just there for for a certain reason. And um, that reason might be to for you to grow. Mm-hmm. Might be for you to grow or for you to understand something. And you don't have to leave the relationship like rah-rah for, for that to be a... Not rah-rah, I'm dead. <laughs> for... <laughs> Because of what it was, you're like, okay, you just appreciate for this is what I learned from this relationship. Then move on. Um, don't 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 take people don't put people in a different category than they should be in. Right. Um, some people are not there for some people they're just there for that one certain reason. They shouldn't be there for like a whole season of your life. Right. And I can tell you from personal experience when I have tried to make pe- make people's season extend longer than it should have in my life, child. The whole thing just went to smoke. Like it is, the whole thing just burned to. It's just, it's just nothing left. Like there's no way that like some of the people that I've tried to extend their season in my life, like there's no way that me and that person or these people could ever have a relationship of any kind ever again. Simply because I just was like, I know this thing is up. The time of this thing is up, and I still keep like trying to make it happen. And now it's just like, nah, that's a dub. Like forever now unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've learned my lesson um, in that respect. Um, what was you going to say, Mark? No, go ahead. No. And then the other thing that um, I always think about with this is, you know, how do you get to the place where you feel like you can do something like this, which is like establishing a boundary and making that hard decision to say, you know, I'm going to exit this situation because I feel like I I wasn't necessarily comfortable doing it. And I've done it, you know, very recently and I still don't feel like I was comfortable doing it. But I also recognize that it had to be done. Um, so I don't know. What do you think about, you know, about that? I, I think it depends on what kind of boundary it is mm-hmm. and how you're doing it. Like, um, like certain things that like um, if some like, for instance, some people who might who like will physically hurt you mm-hmm. that can be a permanent barrier <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. But, like, all right. like it's much easier to say oh this person was abusive to me physically they hurt me yeah. they did whatever like it's dub yeah permanent barrier yeah we don't gotta talk anymore right we don't even talk anymore sometimes sometimes you need a barrier to out of self-preservation yes out of yes. self-preservation you need to um barrier for that so meaning Every time you've um, approached this person, it's been there's nothing positive has has come from that. Right. And every right. time you've tried, nothing positive has come from that mm-hmm. interaction. Mm-hmm. So like you're actually hurting yourself trying so hard to do a relationship. Right. So that boundary should be strongly conditional. Right. So this barrier is up into you come to me, correct? Right. Right. <laughs> Instead of me trying to constantly come to you, try right. to repair something. Yeah. And because, because you're because you trying to rep, you trying to repair it. it's it's like a um, 
a two-sided wall where your sides keep you keep trying to repair your side but that side other sides stays broken no mm-hmm. matter what you do yeah and you keep trying to and you need that side to hold it up mm-hmm. and you're not doing anything about it right <laughs> and that's right. me so like until they can come and say like hey i'll repair my side also mm-hmm. it's not gonna, it's not going to do anything so it's better to create that barrier into something into right both feel come both and, come together and in creating that barrier recognize that that person may never come to you correct that barrier may end up being more permanent than you think because I, I think we, we we say, oh, well, if I do this, then, you know, hopefully the person will see that X, Y, Z is the issue and they'll, like, come together and try to – that might not happen. Yeah, or it might happen a couple of decades. Yeah, it might happen <laughs> way later if <laughs> might, it happens at all. It might come a lot longer than you, than you think. Because, you know, people take a long time sometimes to – to grow and to see the error of their ways and all that jazz. And so it might be, like Mark said, decades, if it happens at all, before somebody will actually come to you correctly and say, you know what, I tried you, I didn't do right by you, Um, I am sorry, truly, genuinely, and I am ready to do whatever it takes to bring our relationship back to what it once was. But that's not something that you should, like, bank on necessarily. Like, we have to stop trying to make every time, um, trying to make everybody a project. Yeah, no, humans are not projects. Yeah, we keep trying to make everybody a project. Like, oh, this person is a pro-. Like, an other person might have something that's going on that need, they need help with. Right. If you are in direct, um, you are the person receiving the wrath and the yeah. person being affected by it, you can't, sometimes you can't be the person to fix it also. Right. And I think that's the problem. People think like, oh... I need to be the one to fix it. No, mm-hmm. you, you don't. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I was just reading something the other day, um, like, on this, like, message board that I read. And this girl was in the forum talking about, oh, you know, I've been talking to this guy for years, blah, 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 blah. But he treats me this way and he does this and he does that. But, like, he keeps popping in and out of my life. And so I feel like maybe my purpose in life is to help him. I said, huh? No. Your purpose in life is not to fix anybody. That is that is not the goal. Especially relationship. Relationship is not a counseling contract. It sure isn't. All right. You can be you can be a counselor. You can be in a relationship. You don't. You should not be both. You should right. not be both. Right. Like it, it is not. Your relationship is not a place to fix somebody. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's because not. now you're just trying. Like, and like I I kind of get annoyed with like those um pictures of like um. People like expecting black men, black women to fix everything. Nah, to fix to fix all of these black men. I'm like, what? Who? Who? Who's? Who, so if they're constantly trying to fix us, then who's who, fixing who, them? Who, who's helping them? Child, <laughs> that's a toxic conversation in relationships in and of itself. Like, yeah, I'm like, so you you constantly want um, black women to like take you broken and, mm-hmm. and repair you, right? So who who who's who's there for their hurt because they constantly have to be strong enough to repair you? Right, right. Who 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 looking out for us? Who's repairing us? Who? Yeah, because they have, they have to be strong enough to like withstand all your pain, all your past, and mine too, <laughs> and everything. So so they have to be strong enough to hold both of your burdens mm-hmm. and everything till you get it together. Right, right. That's crazy. And then, and then there's still no guarantee that you're gonna be loyal after I've helped you work through your stuff. You can still. Go on and upgrade me for some other some other woman, and then I'm sitting here dealing with oh, I helped fix you while letting myself break down the whole time. Now I'm broken down. Who helping me? Me. Correct. That's who. Me. Correct. Trash. Trash. Um, which which is a whole other conversation about how we um treat 
black women in yeah. terms of um we we don't we don't we're so big on putting them as strong black women that we don't let them hurt. Word. That's, <laughs> that's that's a whole word right we, there. We don't we don't let them um be vulnerable because they feel like they have we have they have to be strong all the time. Like I get it, the strong black women women black women are strong. It's very true. But they shouldn't have to be all the time. It's facts. It's facts. And that's why, you know, this this is another conversation, but it's like, you know, there's a lot of black women who feel like I don't want to even like being with black. Like, there's a lot of black women who feel like being with black men is a toxic relationship in and of itself. Like they just feel like this is way too one sided. I'm doing too much work, blah, 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 blah. And so, you know, they will seek out partners in other people because they're just like black men is just too it too much it too much we can we can do it it's too much and you know i don't know if that's necessarily wrong or right but like i do get like that's an establishment of a boundary in and of itself because it's just like i can't keep doing this i need i need somebody who's more whole and this is not to say that all black men are broken nobody's saying that no but it's just like you know i i can't say that somebody's experience that makes them feel like all they keep running into is broken black men is wrong. I can't say that that's not because that's not my experience, but I can't say that that's not somebody else's experience. Because I, I like I read a lot of stuff on the Internet and I've seen whole like, you know, forums dedicated to people talking about like, you know, women, specifically black women talking about, you know, how challenging it has been dating black men in the areas they live in and blah, 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 blah. And how it's just been so unhealthy that they felt like they just wanted to go date somebody that didn't have all these same traumas that may or may not have been black so you know they're dating you know white men asian men you know latino men whatever and for them the experience is more beneficial i don't know if i necessarily agree but i can't say that that's not their reality yeah like i understand like just want to be one because and also it might be um also a combination of um feeling like you're connected to Mm -hmm. understanding like so like being it's easy to deal with um a pain you're not as connected with right yeah yeah <laughs> that you feel like okay because like other other races might have their own pain like mm-hmm. oh, but i'm not as connected to it right. so i don't feel like <laughs> i don't feel like i have to take that on necessarily <laughs> yeah. yeah i feel like you know black women we 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 take on all of the the things of our community specifically but it's like I could see how it would be easier to look at like the Latino community and be like, well, well, doesn't look like my problem. Not gonna take that on. Feel free, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, you know, the thing that people I think need to understand is that there's nothing wrong. There's nothing selfish, regardless of what people tell you. There's nothing selfish about putting your own mental health and needs first. There's nothing wrong with that. You are important. Your needs and your desires and, and your your feelings are important. They matter um, and they're to be valued. And so you shouldn't let anybody make you feel like because you have a relationship with them that they're allowed to kind of treat you any kind of way and devalue you and your needs just to keep a relationship going. Because I think a lot of us, especially when it comes to family relationships, we feel like, oh, but that's my family and feel like you have to keep doing that unhealthiness with them and you don't you really don't there is it's hard don't get me wrong i'm not saying that is an easy thing to do but i think yes they're your family but you know there are other people in the world 
you have friends, you have colleagues, you, there are other people in the world who value you and who recognize that your needs are important and that they matter and that they mean something. And, you know, think of that as, you know, your your new family, your new support system if you're dealing with a situation where, you know, your your actual blood family, um, some or all parts of that are are toxic. Yeah. Because um, it's it's true. And it's not your family members' fault, so to speak, that they're toxic. A lot of you know, I watch a lot of Iyanla and a lot of things that people do is generational, like they don't know how to be any other way. And, you know, you continuing to go back and forth with them about them not being any other way is only hurting you in the long run because until they see or understand what they're doing is problematic and toxic, they're not going to stop doing it. Yeah. Um. Two points. Um. One. Yeah. Like you said. Like. Um. Don't you don't have to go back and forth with a family member. <laughs> you don't. Um. And understand. And that doesn't mean that like you say like, all right, forget you. I'm never talking to you again. That's right. not what I mean. What I'm saying is like sometimes you don't let them in as much anymore right. because um how it would affect you. Right. That's number one. Um. Number two. I'll. I think I've said this before, and I'll say it again. You can do two things. You can do both. Fully understand why someone acts a certain way, mm-hmm. and say you act this way because I remember um, how your father, how your mother, how whoever um, treated you, and you act a certain way. Or I remember with this this instance where this happened to you, and I understand why you act a certain way. Right. You can do that, and say. But I still don't want you to affect me. <laughs> right, right. You could do both of those. Things. You could be compassionate about that, right, and still not let them in, right, to hurt you. You can still protect yourself and still acknowledge it. Cause like I can like I, I understand that. I will pray for you, and if you need your prayer, we can talk about that. But we will not be a certain level because you're still toxic to me. Right, because you're not act. Correct. So you, you can do both of those things, and I think the problem is people don't want to do don't do both. People try to fill one or the other. Yeah, and you can do both things because I think, you know, when we see, oh, I know why this happened, we want to do all of this stuff to try to, like, make it better, to try to fix it. And it's just like, no, the the other person or persons that you're having this toxic situation with are also adults. And at some point, they are going to hopefully crossing fingers and toes, recognize that there is something wrong with their behavior and the way that they do things. But it's not up to you as the person they're being toxic to to help them figure that out. Correct. It's, it's like relationships. Like, people, I know people will stay with smile, like, yeah, but they've had a rough childhood. They've had okay. all this stuff. I'm like, that's cool. You can acknowledge that. Like, hey, I'm sorry you had a rough childhood. You can be compassionate about that. That doesn't mean that they should be invited into your life for that reason. Right. Like you shouldn't have to be that counselor. Yeah, like you should <laughs> because it's, it's if it's affecting you. Like you don't you don't stay in a relationship for that reason. No, no, not at because all. Because now that's affecting you right. and your happiness for it. Right. You right. can do both of those. Things. You can say like I'm compassionate about that, but we don't have to be in a relationship for that to happen. Exactly, and I and I think that's the thing that we as people need to be more comfortable with, is understanding that you know. I can still care about you and still want better for you without having to have you in my space all the time. Correct. Like, I can do all that from over here. 
Because I think that's that's something that we need to, and I I don't know if this is a black people thing particularly. No, no, I, I've I've seen it in other races. It's but not, like, it's not black. People. We have a hard time like with making making space. Like I know people whose family members have done jacked up things to them, like they've lied on them, they've like stolen from them, they've assaulted them sexually in other ways, and the concept that you still have to be polite, friendly in communication with somebody who has violated you on those levels is nuts. And then, you know, when the thing that kills me is when the person who's been violated, let's say, you know, somebody in the family sexually abused them or they stole from them or they did something and they decide, oh, I don't want to fool with this person no more. The other people around them in the family like, oh, but that's your cousin. That's your father. Nah, nah. They violated. They tried it. And you as the person that has been violated have every right to be like, no, no, I'm. I still love them with the love of Christ, but I'm not doing this. I'm not going to continue to attempt to be in relationship with someone who doesn't respect me. Because fundamentally, if you don't feel valued and respected by the people around you, like everything about that relationship is fluff. It's false. And it can be hard to ignore those voices telling you you have to keep this thing going, but you don't have to. Yeah. You can be you can be you, you can maybe speak to them at the family function if you want to, but if you also don't want to go to the family function because you know XYZ is gonna be there, that's cool too. Yeah. Like if, even with like friends, like I know people say I have I've been friends with them for a long time. Mm-hmm. Since like middle school, since mm-hmm. high school. And I've been friends for a long time. But that and like so you you un, you've you've seen how they grown, you've seen what they went through and everything. Mm-hmm. That is fine. Mm-hmm. When you see them, you can say, Hey, what up? Mm-hmm. and everything like that. You still don't have to let them in, right? <laughs> into, and it, into you as much yeah. and everything. You can say, "Hey, what up?" If you need anything, give me a call. No, that's fine. You're not even gonna get that from me. Hello. What I'm trying to say is, what there's there's levels. There's so, levels. Some some people you might get that. Some people you might not. But um, let me get that face. <laughs> what face? <laughs> so what, face? what I'm saying is like, um, you I I think with everybody you will to get to the point where at least you can say like hey what's going on if you need anything let me know that's that's where you kind of want to get to that's, each, yeah that that's the hopefully you, yeah, positive you, that's where you want to get to with each yeah. person you want to at least get there so you mm-hmm. can say that to somebody like hey if you need anything let me know right um we're not gonna hang like that but if you need anything let me know right yeah I I I'm I'm a little harsher. I think because of the self-preservation, because I feel like for me, I get it takes a lot to get me to the point where I'm like, I'm not doing this with this individual anymore. Like, I think I'm really like giving chance after chance and, you know, just trying to whatever, whatever. And I think when I kind of get to that point where I'm like, I don't think this is functional anymore. We don't have to do this. Like, I'm at that point of nah, we good. We don't need to talk. We don't need to see each other. We don't need to do anything, actually. Like, it's it's over. Yeah, it's canceled. <laughs> but we spoke about that. I think because you, 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 you put mad hope in people. I think. I think that's also this. My, yeah, my expectations of people's ability to like get it together is maybe higher than it should. Yeah, you have, you have mad hope in people. I and do. It, maybe I don't have. Maybe I don't have that much hope in people at all. Right. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Right. So, so when they do good, I'm like, oh, you look at you doing doing the right thing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I think you have a lot of hope in people. So like when people dash that hope, it hurts you more. Yeah. So and, like it, so it hurts you more. So you kind of like uh, I can't really do with this right now because it hurts you more because you had so much hope that they're gonna do something. Right. Because I think for me, I try to treat people well, and so when someone does not reciprocate that to me, especially when I know that I have done my absolute best to treat them in the way that I would want them to treat me, I just feel like, oh, oh, you 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 got me confused. Okay, you you think this is a game. 
You taking my kindness for we? You think this is a game? We ain't got to do this no more. It's over. It's canceled. Yeah. It's done. We don't have to talk about anything ever again. If I see you in the streets, I'm not speaking. I'm not doing any of that. Go somewhere. Like when I get to done with somebody, like I'm legitimately done. I don't want anything to do with them anymore. Like it, I'm finished. I'm finished because, like you know, we were talk- when we talked about love languages a couple of weeks ago. Words of affirmation is a big thing for me. So when people use words that are hurtful towards me specifically, like words that they're using to attack my character and to say that I'm this and I'm that. Like, that is the fastest way to get me to just end the situation. Like, for sure. And, you know, in the last couple of years, I've had to do that with at least three or four people I can think of off the top of my head who I've had relationships with at one point or another. And, you know, they always kind of talked a little crazy. And I was just sort of like, oh, well, you know, I tried to, you know, rationalize and, and, and make an excuse, so to speak, because... I think I genuinely liked who they were as a person, but just the way they was talking, I wasn't really featuring. And because words are so important to me, um, I think once it got to a point where I felt like, oh, you've done this so many times now where you've talked crazy or said something wild or just been disrespectful. And the more I think about it, the more I realize that this is like a common thread in our relationship where you'll like act all right for a little while and then you'll have a moment and start talking wild. And I think that's one thing that people need to recognize too, recognizing patterns. Cause you, you will find yourself in relationships sometimes with people who on a general level are cool, but like there are certain patterns of speech or behavior or whatever that they practice that make you feel like uncomfortable and make you feel like you're compromising your opinions, your beliefs, who you are as a person to continue to be in relationship with them. And I think there comes a point where you have to, like, look at that and be like, this is who this person is right now. This is who they may, this is who they will be until they decide that they don't want to be this anymore. Do I want to stick around to see if and when they do this? Or do I want to draw a line in the sand and say, you know what, I don't have a personal issue with you. I don't hate you. I wish the best from you for you. But the way you move, the way you act, the way you talk, the way you this, it's it's not it's not gonna work for me. Word. And so I think, you know, in the past couple of years I've kinda gotten to that point where I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm not going to allow you to talk to me this way, treat me this way, do these things to me. I don't care what your title is, what your position is, I don't care. Like I'm I am a whole human with feelings and all that jazz, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but this relationship does not feel balanced. It does not feel loving. It does not feel kind. It does not feel like any of the things that a positive relationship should feel like, and so I'm not going to do this anymore. And I think I've gotten to the point personally where I'm not even establishing a, well, maybe if. I don't care about that no more. Word. Like, as far as I'm concerned, I have been as honest and upfront and you know, direct about what my feelings are and what it is I want from a relationship with somebody who's going to be my friend or whatever the case is. I've been as clear about that as I can be. And if that's not something we can vibe on, it's no hard feelings. I just, we just don't have to talk to each other anymore. Mm-hmm. That's it. Epi, that's it. That's a word. Word. Um, so just, you know, before we go, um, just, you know, here are some ways to set boundaries, um, some tips. Understand that your needs are important. Recognize that, You know, you matter, like I said before. Um, People will often avoid building boundaries because they're afraid about hurting the other person. But bump them. They'll be all right. Just like you'll be all right, they'll be all right. So understand that your needs are important. 
um, seek out people who value you. Because if you're in a relationship or dealing with somebody who's making you feel undervalued or devalued, like I said before, if it's a family member that's making you feel this way, they might be other family members that value you, friends, coworkers, whatever. Seek that out. Um, get energy from that. Um, be firm, but be kind. You don't have to be a jerk, but just be like, look, you're not going to keep playing with me. You're mm -hmm. not going to keep doing this with me because yeah. I don't have to do this with you and I don't want to. And, you know, you don't want to approach a situation with somebody who you already have a volatile relationship with in anger because that only further ratchets up the situation and makes it more dramatic than it needs to be. Also, keep your expectations realistic. Like, I know, especially in situations with family, like, it's hard to avoid certain people, like, if the family's getting together for Thanksgiving and you know you don't talk to cousin so-and-so because they tried you and you just have decided y'all can't really be in relationship anymore, keep your real expectations realistic. You can either make the decision to not go to Thanksgiving or go to Thanksgiving and make sure that you do your best for the hour and a half that you're there to avoid as much interaction with this person as possible to keep, you know, to keep the peace, quote unquote. But, you know, keep your realist expectations realistic. And if you honestly feel like being around this person is just too much, then don't go. Mm -hmm. That's it. Be willing to walk away. And I think that's the hardest one is be willing to walk away knowing that the situation may never be resolved, that the person may never see your point of view, that they may never apologize. Just be willing to walk away knowing that this may be an unresolved thing. Um, for some time, possibly forever. You don't have to apologize about it. Just, just go on about your business. Um, keep in mind that the only person that you're in charge of is you. You're in charge of you. You're not in charge of what somebody else is doing, what they're feeling, how they react. You know, you are in control of your own feelings. So if you do feel like there's a situation or a person or whatever that's making you feel away in that situation immediately, um, just... Just keep it pushing. Work. Don't let don't let yourself get pulled back into like the drama and the stuff with that person. Just you know, be like, well, okay, that's what they're saying. Moving yeah, on. Just keep going. Keep going. Be yeah. direct. You know, I think a lot of times when we assert ourselves, like we have a hard time asserting ourselves, um, especially I would say with like family members, um, especially people in our age group. We may have an aunt or an uncle or like an older cousin that be wilding. And because they're older than you, they've been older than you your whole life, you don't know how to talk mm -hmm. to them. And you feel like you want to mince your words. But you have to be direct. Because, you know, people will, you know, take things you say and try to twist it and da-da-da-da-da. Being passive-aggressive or trying to drop hints about your boundaries and how you feel is whack. Tell the person flat out, straight up, now nah, I'm not with this. This is the boundary we set in. They don't have to agree. They don't have to do any of those things. But be direct in what you're saying. Make time and effort to take care of yourself. Because dealing with people can be can be exhausting, it can be tiring, it can be all those things. But take care of yourself, first and foremost, because at the end of the day, you're responsible for you. And finally, learn to be assertive. Don't think that just because you're assertive that one time when you establish the boundary that you don't have to keep doing it. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times people don't know what to do with people who establish boundaries. And so you may have to keep reestablishing over and over. Didn't I tell you? What did I say? I said, we're not doing this. I said that, right? And you're going to have to kind of con continue to do that, even though it's uncomfortable, hopefully until you're, the person that you're dealing with understands. And like I said, if it gets to the point where they're just not receiving what you're saying, you have to be willing to just be like, all right, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. Let's get out of here. We done. Work. It's over. It's canceled. Um, yeah. So that was our discussion today about, you know, establishing boundaries and all that good jazz. 
Word. Word, word. Would love yeah. to hear your feedback about this because I know a lot of people have been in these situations before. Um, so moving on to our music spotlight this week. Um, the person that I chose this week um, is an R&B singer. His name is Kahinde Babatunde Victor Oladipo. Um, that's his full name. <laughs> uh, his actual, like, name that people know and um, that he performs music under is Victor Victor Oladipo. Um, He is a basketball player. He currently plays for the Indiana Pacers in the NBA. Um, And he's also an R&B artist. Um, He actually can sing quite well. So he actually um, put an album out, I believe it was... When did this album come out? Let me not be a whole liar. Um, It either came out late 2018. I believe sometime in 2018 this album came out. Um, I was pleasantly surprised because a lot of these athletes be like musicians on the low. And some of them are good. Some aren't. Like Iman Shumpert is actually like a pretty decent rapper. Um, And there are a couple others that are not bad at all. But yeah, um, I don't think a lot of them are R&B singers. A lot of them are rappers. So I was actually pleasantly surprised. Um by Victor Oladipo. Um, his album is called um, V.O. Um, you know, stands for his initials and whatever. Um, and there's a song he has on there with um, Trey Songs. It's called Drown that I really, really like a lot. Um, it's actually pretty, pretty nice. I was really pleasantly surprised by an R&B album that he put out because I'm like, oh, this is about to be garbage, but it actually wasn't. <laughs> um, no, like when I'm looking at when i listening to R&B albums, I'm looking for like... Um, you know, I guess my standards are just sort of high when it comes to R&B albums. And, uh, you know, like Eric Bellinger, he's another one that has put out some great R&B albums. So I was just kind of like, oh, this is about to be this random rapper being garbage. But he actually was okay. Sorry, that didn't mean, I didn't mean for that to come on. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he put out uh, Songs For You back in 2017. Word. And it was uh, it started with the remake of uh, Song For You. I can't remember who actually sings Song For You. My brain is going bad right now. But he has um, collaborations on the Songs For You album with Eric Bellinger, who I mentioned before, and 2 Chains. And this was like a, more of an EP. It was like seven songs. Like the whole album looks to be about, I don't know. 30, 35 minutes in total. But it's like a little snippet sitch. And then he put out VO um, in 2018. So, yeah, late 2018, November of last year. And he has uh, Tory Lanez on there. He has PNB Rock on there. He has Trey Songs, like I said, and Eric Bellinger again. Um, and it's, it's eight songs. It's like a quick listen. Like, the songs are, like, you know, about three minutes average. But, like, I really like all of them, um, honestly. Um, my favorite one, though, is the Drown one on um, with uh, Trey Songs. Um, I also like the song with Eric Bellinger, Justin Yu. Um, it's just, you know, really cool, like, smooth, like, R&B album. If, you, if that's something that you're in the mood for, you want to, like, be a little romantical or whatever. Um, <laughs> it's a really, really good album. I was pleasantly surprised, honestly, to hear um, such a good quality album in terms of, like, uh, song content, sequencing, and so on from a basketball player. Like, I know that, you know, he's more than a basketball player. I get that. But, you know, I don't automatically, like I said, think of... R&B artists. R&B artists when I think of basketball players. So I actually was pleasantly surprised by this album and like you know i would definitely 
uh, recommend people listen to it. Like they said, it's a short listen. It's like twenty five minutes of songs. It's eight songs. You know, you'll you'll be you'll be. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised and happy with what he's got going on. And you know, I like I said, I really like Eric Bellinger too. So the fact that he has Eric Bellinger on both of his albums is really exciting to me. Um, you know, yeah. But get into Victor Oladipo. It'll bless you. Um, he could definitely have a whole career um, as a singer if this uh, basketball thing don't work out. <laughs> if it don't work out? <laughs> if it, I mean, listen. I mean, you know, he, he's still young, I think. I think he's like, what, 27? So, I mean, he got another couple of years, you know, playing around in the, uh, whatchamacallit, in the NBA. And then if he decides he wants to go be a singer, he can go do that, too. That's like totally fine. Um. Well, I didn't know he was the. He's twenty. Like, he's twenty seven. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. He's still got a couple of years, but like, if he feels like he just wants to go, like, be a singer after that, like, I feel like he could make it, um, as a singer. Because some of these people be talking about they sing. I'm just like, mm, I don't know about your vocals, but like, he actually has good vocals, and I've actually seen videos of him singing like live, and he's actually he got real vocals. He's not like a studio artist he actually got real vocals i was just laughing you said if he doesn't work out because he's been in the league for like six years right but like you know <laughs> anything can happen who knows yeah. he could get an injury or something that you know i don't i don't wish that on him but you know anything can happen who knows okay you're who knows? right at least he has something else that he could go be doing i just find it interesting like reading his backstory about like how the fact that the fact that he's a basketball player and a singer when he's like african because you know africans don't be with all of that rsy fartsy business so he's apparently half nigerian half sierra leonean and his father has a phd in behavioral science and his mother is a nurse um so the fact that he's like a basketball player and a singer is actually like hilarity to me because you know africans and west indians don't just go let their kids be be fun things like be fun things <laughs> be fun thing. that's like completely unacceptable i'm just like they really they must really have believed that he was popping to let him to let him do that Cause I'm like, uh, Lord of mercy. But you know, kudos to him. Like I am very happy for him and everything he's got going on. Um, you know, and you know, check out his music. It's lit. And I know people aren't Indiana Pacers fans, but you know, whatever. I guess maybe once the season starts up again, I might could try to watch uh, a basketball game or two just to support support the brother. But yeah. Word. That's our music spotlight this week. Check him out on Tidal and all the streaming locations. Um, get into his music. Um, it's pretty good. That's all I got. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. That's what's up. All right. So we got some other topics we want to touch on real quick. Um, so. Uh, you want to go back into the millennials in church for a second? Yeah, sure. Um. Okay. So, what do you want to talk about? What, what, I know you said you want to go back to it. So, you want to breach on what, what? What? What angle did you want to breach on a little bit? Um, I think I wanted to come at it again from the angle of um, why a lot of millennials don't subscribe to Christianity in okay. general, and I think part of it comes from the fact that. Christianity, and we've all seen the posts and stuff like that on social media, um, Christianity is sort of being used in this country specifically by um, some of our elected officials who happen to be white to kind of push this agenda of, you know, anti-immigration, anti-abortion, anti-anything good, really. Um, 
like I I I realize um so like I think I'm I'm gonna tell you this last time, but they've somehow made, weaponized. They somehow made um Christian and like something anti um anti human rights anti human rights. They they they've, yeah. they've 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 meshed those two together somehow. Like I remember like they had like um Christians against Black Panther. I was like I I thought that was a joke. Nah, son. But it was real. Nah. Christians against Black Panther the movie. <laughs> against a like, Marvel production. I was like, wait, what? And so it, 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 it's like they've they've created this like mindset that um Christianity is a is um is an opposed to anything like black rights, human rights, um civil rights. It's like it's it's such a weird twist right right it's such a weird twist <laughs> right and 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 it's and it's it's becoming harder and harder to to separate the fact that what they're doing and what they're calling christianity isn't real correct because there are in fact quite a number of people who call themselves christians who agree with these stances that are that that people who claim to practice christianity are using to push forward certain agendas yeah like they, they like it's People have said this many times that like the biggest hurdle for Christianity is Christians. Child, it's, big, it's the biggest hurdle. Listen, it's just Christians because like Christianity has been used constantly for negative reasons to it's justify just, a lot of negative things. Yeah, like justify slavery. It mm-hmm. justify it justify a lot of things. And like if you get caught up in like how people use it, you're like, oh, if Christianity is using for this these things, why why would I be a part of that? Right. Why would I be a part of something that's so anti this and anti this why would i want to be a part of that it's hard for me to call myself that so instead of calling myself that i'll just call myself spiritual right because like i'm not gonna be part of that that right. sounds crazy right and it's like i see a lot of people like you know the, uh, on my social media and my timelines who have grown up practicing christianity and have been just so turned off by what they've seen done in the name of christianity that they've turned to other religions um and you know they're they're doing they're doing stuff that's like in in um what's the word I'm looking for in confliction with I guess what their family still practices because like right. their family still practices Christianity but they might be like oh I'm Muslim now or I'm uh he what is it they call the Black Israelites or um I know a few people who practice like African religions and I don't know the names of them so I'm not even going to try to lie but it's like you know their whole family still you know goes to church every Sunday and does the whole shebang but they're like nah this right here don't align with my values as a person this religion doesn't make me feel valued and seen and it is not a true representation of who I am and what I believe and what I think the world should look like so I'm not doing this. Yeah, and also the big problem I think that um Christianity when it comes to millennials is I feel as if a lot of times a lot of Christians we're not account we're not we don't hold ourselves each other accountable mm-hmm. with like nonsense. Yeah, and like and especially like in terms of like what they what what people will call like the like the most prominent denomination mm-hmm. like they, they, we just don't people don't hold things mm-hmm. accountable. Right, like the whole scandal with the catholic priest mm-hmm. like people think like christians just don't hold each other accountable yeah it, it looks um, wild 
like to like if you don't hold each other accountable, like what 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 are you doing? Right. So and and and, and, and then the thing is, millennials, we've been hearing about these child sex abuse scandals since we were kids. Correct. So the fact that we're still hearing about them all these years later, it's never stopped. We're still hearing about it. It's like like I just heard on the news the other day, like one of the 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 priests out here in the Long Island diocese was just removed from his job for like a, a sexual abuse allegation or something like that. And I'm just like, it is 2019. Like when when is the Catholic Church gonna like take some responsibility and do something with this besides like just paying people off who sue you? Yeah, and, and I remember like everybody just like I remember having a conversation with people many times where like and people just equate Catholicism with Christianity. Yeah. So like like it it it's just so many And it things. is not the same thing. No, it's not. But like a lot of people just like that's where that's if you see that, like, oh what what am I gonna be a part of Christianity for? Right. Um, and then you have like the people like when it gets um pronounced like the pastors behind the jets <laughs> and everything mm-hmm. like that. It's like because like people think about and it's going to sound crazy, but ties are another way of saying taxes. It's like it, it, it operates kind of the same way mm-hmm. in terms of taxes, in terms of the church, because mm-hmm. people pay into it to help the church out and like people feel as if like where's my money going mm-hmm. a lot of things so people treat it the same way like why is my money going here right and and if if people feel as if like everybody in that congregation doesn't have that much money the money that the church is getting should be using that money together and helping the community around if they feel like right. they're helping the community or helping around, the members in the church correct at least Mm-hmm. It should be able to come here, but like at least the members. Yeah. So like, if people feel as if like that, they're not contributing to that, of helping the members, um, doing better. They're like, what is what is the church doing if right. their money is just going towards the leadership? Right. Right. If they, if they see the pastors doing this and this with right. a certain amount of money, right. Where is that? What 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 is what kind of um movement are you doing with that? And j- the optics look bad. Yeah. The optics really look bad. Mm-hmm. And and I understand certain instances where the pastor has other um, financial obligations. Mm-hmm. So, like, they get money from other places. Right. So, it's not only from the church. So, right. like, they might have books. They might do speaking engagements to mm-hmm. get money from that. They might have but, a real job, yeah. 9 to 5. Yeah, they mm-hmm. might have other things, and that pays for that, but the optics still look bad. Yeah, but if your congregation is struggling and you are pulling up to church, you and your wife and your kids are pulling up to church in Benzes and Bentleys and you asking for money for a, a, a plane, a private plane, like... The optics look bad. Like, that's nuts. The First optics. of all, you don't need a private plane for anything. You're not Oprah. Calm down. Like... Second of all, like your if your congregants can barely afford afford a cross country flight, like how do you even justify asking them to put money towards an expense as ludicrous as that? Yeah, because like their justification is like the congregation will see what they can get, which is it's all terrible. Like the prosperity gospel has always been trash to me. Oh, it's hot garbage. Like anytime told told me the prosperity gospel, like oh you gotta do this to prosper, it's trash. The whole trash. the whole concept is trash. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I think that um, that that's what happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that our generation just is like we're our generation is going through it a lot financially. Like a lot of us have student loans that are really crippling our ability to do stuff. And it's like I can't give you ten percent of nothing if I'm over here struggling to make ends meet to pay all of my bills to do this to do that. Like, and if you feel like I'm giving you ten percent and I feel like you're just contributing to the pastor, I don't know what. what, what right. Why would I do that? Like, tell me where my ten percent is going. Like, Correct. 
don't mm-mm. I don't want to see the pastor out here flexing and flossing and doing this and that like my I need to see my 10% whatever it is if I'm gonna give it to you if I have it to give to you in the first place going towards something that I that I believe in and that I support so because if not then people were like all right I'll just put my 10% towards a nonprofit right like yeah I'll give to a charity I'll give to people on the street I'll do whatever but I'm not gonna give it to no church that I feel is not living up to what it is they are preaching and espousing to be about. Correct. And like and I think that's um that's where like I think the the big disconnect. Like we gotta hold you everybody who has that Christian moniker has to hold each other accountable. Absolutely. 100%. And like and I think just that I think that's that's where the 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 problem is. It's just so many so many denominations, so many different beliefs, so many different things, mm. and like everybody believes so many different things that like, if I say I'm a Christian, people are like, all right, so what does that mean though? Right, and that's why people kind of like, like try to move away from like, all right, the the religion part of it is is being corrupted. Right. So let's just find a different way to do it. Right. Right. Because like the the religion part is being so corrupted because there's so many different like people don't even know what that looks like anymore. Right. Exactly. It's true. Because it's like you saying you're a Christian is like, well, what kind of Christian? Yeah. And what, what, what and even if you say what kind of Christian, I don't I don't know what that means and what, what, what your approach is and everything. Right. Funny thing. Um, I was driving Uber last night mm-hmm. and someone was got in the car and they were I, I think um they were Muslim. They were mm-hmm. asking me like, Oh, are you Christian? I was like I, I guess they asked me if I'm Muslim. I was mm-hmm. like, No, I'm Christian. He's like, Are you Christian? Like save Christian. <laughs> oh. And I was like well, save Christian, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, it was just, it was just, um, they just had confusion because, like, I guess their mindset, what, how Christians act, they're like, I don't know how to, how to figure out the, what's what, a real what, one. What what's like, not. Are you, are you angry with me? Do you want me to kick me out the car? Like, right. What, 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 what is, where is your mindset from and you the, saying and Christian? And the fact that someone <laughs> thinks that, <laughs> what is your the mindset? fact that Christianity is so associated with intolerance and and hatred that someone got in the car and was concerned like oh i don't know if this guy's gonna be cool because i'm a muslim and he's a christian it's nuts yeah it's nuts it's absolutely nuts no religion should ever be that far gone that another person of another faith should feel uncomfortable around you just standing around you yeah christianity needs some pr work where is olivia pope it, it is, get it her is. on the line christianity's pr is terrible yeah it's not looking good <laughs> it's, it's not looking good and i think that's the biggest thing it's like because our generation of millennials is so concerned we're so concerned with like ethics and social responsibility and 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 moral moral standing like people try to say that we're not we just lose and we don't care we actually do care a lot we want what you say to match what you do. Correct. And if we don't see that, we're like, okay, thanks, bye, girl. Can't can't be a part of it. Um, and I think that even even people who are like us, who go to church regularly, who are like active practicing Christians, like a lot of us are questioning like a lot of what we see and, you know, really having conversations about whether what we're being taught is what is like real and what is actually in alignment with what, God says, so to speak. And so, you know, I think we have to uh we have to work on our uh PR in in, in Christianity because it looks wild.com. And I'll say one last thing. Mm-hmm. Be mindful and be mindful of how you approach certain things. Because one thing that has always made me uncomfortable is how easy and quick Christians are at making fun of people who are homosexual. 
Yeah. They're very quick to like quickly make fun of them, make jokes, and it's always unacceptable. Every time. There's never an acceptable time. And you know, there's and, some and like and like every time it happens, I'm like, so if someone <laughs> from that from that community comes in and looks at that, like it, it, we look crazy. You look nuts. You look nuts. You look you look you look crazy when it happens. Like you think it's cool to just like oh make fun of people how they dress and make fun of like like it it looks crazy. Yeah, it looks it looks like garbage. You, especially using all like a bunch of stereotypes and everything. Like mm-hmm. it, that looks crazy. So be mindful of that. I've I've seen like plays and skits with that in there. It's like it's it's crazy. It looks crazy. Yeah, it looks nuts. Yeah, yeah. Because like I'm I'm like, you 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 can't tell me that um your Christianity is about love and compassion. Yet you're like outright just making fun of me. Like in my face. <laughs> in my face and like oh I'm supposed to laugh at it. Right. Like that that's, that sounds crazy. Yeah. Like you are turning somebody off like and not even knowing it in your attempt to like perpetuate something foolish that has no place in church anyway. Correct. So, you know, just cut it out, guys. Cut it out. Um, speaking of church-related things, uh, churchy things, um, Sunday's Best, uh, the gospel version of American Idol, um, is coming back to um, BET on uh, June 30th. And I'm happy because, you know, I love gospel music. I love singing. And I love to hear gospel singers. Um, I mean, some of them be doing the absolute most. They don't need to be all those runs for every word. But some of them are like amazeballs. Like Leandria Johnson. She sings down. There yeah. is there is no discussion about that. She sings down. And she was on Sunday Best, I think, like season three. Um, and there are a couple other people who've come out of Sunday Best who are like really, really, really good. Um, I also enjoy the fact that the judges are going to be Jonathan McReynolds, who also sings down. Y'all need to get into Jonathan. Oh, God. Sings down. And uh, Erica Campbell. I, I think I, I appreciate it because like they're picking people who don't sound the same. Yes. Because like if you listen to gospel music, you know, like all men in gospel they be sound they have the same voice like legitimately they, they i have to go voice. look at this at the actual track while it's <laughs> playing to figure out who's who because it'd be voice. like is this jj hearson is it james fortune <laughs> who i don't support by the way we'll talk about that another time um is it donnie mcclurkin donnie mcclurkin is the only man i yeah. think i can like you identify can, yeah yeah donnie mcclurkin is different yeah but a lot of these like more new age guys they like, all sound the same they, yeah like a lot of their songs be sound the same. They got the same vamps. Yeah. <clears throat> they have the same vamps. They have yeah. the same thing going on. Like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's hard to tell. But um, I love that, you know, Sunday Best, they all, they have a variety of voices a lot of times. And yeah. so, and I know that some of these voices that they, that they find are predicated based on the denomination of church some of them go to. Because yeah. you know the Kojics when they come to make a Im- song. Immediately. Because they, they all sound like Karen Clark Sheard. Honest to God. <laughs> that's who they're all emulating. The Clark sisters and Karen Clark, Karen Clark Sheard. So that's who all the women are emulating. The men, they're all trying to be the next uh, what's his name? Um, the guy that passed away. Daryl Coley. They trying yeah. to like they, there's all, you can hear the influences of those particular people mm-hmm. in them. So it's just like. On, uh, the, flip, on the flip side, what, I, what I've realized is most of the um, gospel artists be Kojic anyway. Yeah, they do. They do. They give a lot of Kojic vibes. Um, most, most Kojic means Church of God in Christ yes. for people who don't know. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them Kojic. Yes, but I'm very excited for Sunday Best to return because I get my life with the singing. Um, and you know, I'm just ready. And they be having like gospel artists come on and do their songs and stuff too. So you get to see Donnie. You'll see uh, what's his name, uh, William Murphy. Uh, J.J. Hairston, they all be coming on there and performing their songs, so I'm happy about that. Um, and the show's been gone for, like... uh has gone for a while. Years. Because yeah. I remember when I auditioned for it in Maryland, like, what was that? 
was that before we got married? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, like definitely. over five years ago. And I think that was the last season that they had on. Yeah. So it'll be cool to see like what they do with it this time. Speaking of BET, the BET Awards are coming on tonight and uh, Regina Hall is hosting. Um, I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, I like Regina Hall. I like I'll, Regina I'll, I'll Hall. Um, I, I, I'm honestly gonna probably, we're gonna talk about it next week on the podcast, but I'm probably gonna be sitting there watching like, what's going on everybody? Because, <laughs> why? because you know, I don't know like these songs and like what people I, are doing. I, never know. I don't know what's going on. So it's like, for me watching the BET awards is like a, let me get hip to what the young folks are doing, which sounds crazy cause I'm only 33, but like legitimately like a lot of these artists and these, like I was talking to somebody at a baby shower yesterday. I can't tell the difference between... Uh, Lil Dirk, Lil Yachty, um, Lil Pump. I don't, I don't know who any of these young people are. I don't know. And if I had to pick them out, if you had to ask me to pick out young, Lil Pump out of a group, I wouldn't succeed because I literally don't know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. I just have heard of him as a musician, and so I just, yeah, I wouldn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so I'll be watching that tonight, and I look forward to um, talking about it next week. I'm looking at the... Um the people, mm-hmm. I guess, on the um thing. And I'm like some of the people who are like who are going for like best um male R and B artists, I don't even know they release songs. Cause like the best art male R and B is Anderson Pack, Bruno Mars, Childish Gambino, Chris Brown, John Legend, and Khalid. Did all they release songs last year? Anderson Pack did put out I know Anderson Pack did. Um, I know Khalid probably did. Yeah, Khalid did put something out. Um, but did they all? I didn't know they all these songs. So I was like, that, that, that was that was a random combination of people. Yeah, Chris Brown put out a song. He had that song, um, "Undecided," that was a remake. Of, it was it sampled. But then we um, projects. It is released like a song or two, right? Yeah, was this R and B, R and B singer or R and B album? R and B artist. R and B artist. So I guess they don't need to have an actual like album out. It can I, just be like a I song. Guess. Yeah, I guess all of them have put songs out at some point in the in the last calendar year. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Oh, oh and this, this list is oh, cause like they have um like I like it from Cardi B is still in like West Coast. I'm like, I feel like that song was not long ago. It was over a year ago, cause Invasion of Privacy came out in like what February, like what first quarter of last year. It yeah. came out. Like, it's it, a lot of songs that have been out for a long time. Like I even though that was still, they were still do, under nominations. Yeah, I'm, cause oh. like, you have like a lot by Twenty One Savage and J Cole for best collaboration. Mm-hmm. Sickle mode is still up there. All right, we gotta we gotta stop dragging that. <laughs> like, like <laughs> we gotta I'm stop dragging like, that. Uh, is, it, is it me? I thought they these these been through already. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, the card is off for best for best group. Best group. All right, that's fine. I'm not interested. <laughs> I've already told you I don't care about nothing that they do together. I don't want it. They put Nipsey Hussle as best male hip hop artist. Well, he's gonna win that one, obviously. I mean, he deserved to be nominated for sure. Last year. I'm trying to think of the album last year. Last year, like they have Twenty One Savage, Drake, J Cole, Meek Mill, Nipsey Hussle, Travis Scott. That's actually a pretty good category. It is. It is. Because like they all released good albums last year. Yeah, yeah. They all did release good albums. But Nipsey Hussle has since passed away. Rest in peace. Yeah. So I would I would be very surprised if he did not win that category. Like the top three for me would be Nipsey, Meek, and yeah, J Cole. J Cole. My question is, who votes for the BET Awards? Like, is it, like, the Grammys where it's, like, voted on by artists? Like, is it voted on? Who votes on this? I'm curious. It's valid. I'm curious. We're going to have to do our Googles into that um, and figure out who votes on that. Because I know they have a People's Choice Award, like, that people vote on. But I'm, like, I wonder, like, who actually does the voting. 
I'm curious. Word. BET Awards Voting Academy. Let me see. Oh. Video oh, of the Year might be the Carters one there. Oh, but Ape, Ape Doodoo? Ape Doodoo, yes. Ape Doodoo might get it. That was a great video. I did enjoy it. Yeah. I did enjoy it. And Blueface for Best New Artist. If I don't have time. If you don't nope. rap on beat nope. Nope. for a second. Nope, 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 nope. If you don't nope. rap on beat, <laughs> just, just for a second. Him and them city girls. I can't. I'm not even able. But somehow, like, so when is the cutoff point? Because they have Best Gospel Inspiration Award and, like, Love Theory is on there. That just came out, like, last week, I feel like. <laughs> no, Love Theory came out. It wasn't that long ago. Love Theory? By so, I'm like, so I'm like, when is the cutoff? By Kirk Franklin. Um, when is the cutoff? <laughs> I don't know. When, when does this happen? I don't know. I don't have the answers. We're going to have to do our Googles and find out more. And they put the Snoop Dogg Red Island song in there, too? That's fine. That's completely fine. Yeah, it's, I'm confused. Me, too. But, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite confused. Yeah, me and you together. Confused. I don't know either. It's very interesting. Speaking of the BET Awards, Cardi B is actually opening the BET Awards this year. Um, And so the reason I brought her up is because Cardi B um, was in the news this week for two things. Um, So she won the ASCAP for um, Songwriter of the Year. And people were up in arms because, you know, people know that she didn't write what's that song. um, Anything. She's written something, Mark. (laughs) She's written something. Everybody has writers and people use other people. But there were. What's that song that she had? Um, um. Um, be careful with me, and you know it was a big uproar that it came out that like that was that that was a song she bought off of someone. Like the beat, the lyrics, everything. Like she didn't write any of it, and there was a couple other songs where you know it was exposed or revealed or whatever that she didn't write the songs. So people were up in arms, like how she been songwriter of the year? She don't write blah 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 blah. Like, and the funny thing is, it's not like this was done by like BT or like don't shade BT like that or like um what's it called. Rolling Stones or anything like that. It was done by ASCAP, which is the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. So they should be knowing. <laughs> That's why I don't understand. Right. I, I, they I should don't. Be, they should be knowing. I don't disagree with what you're saying. <laughs> That's, um, That's what I'm saying. I don't know what the. <laughs> they should be known. They, they, they should be the ones who know. I'm not disagreeing that there is <laughs> that there is there's reason for question. I I agree because if they, you're they, telling they're me they're the ones because if you're telling me because that because that 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 award matters because it's like the people who actually write or authors say hey you are the greatest songwriter. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> all I'm saying is it does look a little suspicious if you're telling me that Missy Elliott and Cardi B are songwriters. I'm I'm not going with that necessarily. Um, when you tell me that Candy Burris is a songwriter, but Cardi B is also a songwriter, I have some questions. They're like, just, you put them all in the same category. Yeah, it's a little interesting. But you know what? I'm not going to be a hater. Uh, I'm just going to let Cardi B prosper and be great. Good for her. Um, because conversely, um, she had a situation at a strip club with some strippers, got into a fight or whatever, allegedly. And uh, now she's facing 14 counts of, you know, 
various charges that vary, you know, between um, misdemeanors and felonies. And if convicted, um, she faces up to 14 years in prison. Um, Cardi B said, you know, y'all keep playing with me, keep dragging me back and forth to court. Um, y'all keep trying to get me to pay. I guess they tried to get her to... Um, direct, direct the charges because it was a misdemeanor. Yeah. And it, it, it directed up to a felony. Yeah, and now they're trying to... I guess they offered her a plea deal and she said, no, I'm not paying these girls no money. So now it's going to be even more back and forth about this. I think ultimately she going to end up settling simply because... It's too much to be doing all this back and forth and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just money. Just pay the girls and go on about your business. But I I understand her her frustration of being like, y'all dragging it. Y'all really trying to make it something that it's not. But, yeah, she, yeah. So hopefully she can resolve this situation because I I don't want it to be something that, you know, negatively impacts her career. Because, honestly, you know, people may not like her. They may not be into her. But, like, you know what? She's out here, you know, doing what she has to do, riding around, getting it. Who are me to hate? Who are me to judge? Um, so, yeah, hopefully Cardi can figure her life out and, you know, not, not and start distancing herself from these types of situations. Like, I know that you want to keep it real and you want to do all this stuff, but, like, now, now you are a breadwinner. You are a provider. You're a mom. You got a lot of stuff going for yourself. You don't need to be out here caught up in hood shenanigans. Word. Okay? You're far too visible to be caught up in hood shenanigans. Stop it now. Work. Stop it now. Just stop it. Um, speaking of other women in the music business, so my girl Robin Rihanna Fenty um, has officially been declared the richest female in the music business. Yes, Robin. Yes. She's out here giving us life with her Fenty fashions. Yes. Give Robin a round of applause. Yes. Yes. Bravo. Bravo. Yes, Robin. She's been out here securing the bags and snatching you girls' wigs um, since the early 2000s, um, and you will deal. Um, she's giving you face. She's giving you fashions. She's giving you music. She's just giving you everything that you need in your life, and she's making coin from it. I am super thrilled. I love her. I love, I love how she um, has just evolved. Um, like I said before, the fact that she seems very, the least interested thing she wants to do is music. And I'm just like, all right, just give me one more album and then you can go about your business. Um, she recently, there was a launch of her Fenty line here in the city and old girl was just dressed. She came to the airport in some Manolo Blahniks and a gray sweatsuit, killing them. Only Rihanna can wear a gray sweatsuit and heels <laughs> and it not look crazy. Anybody else tries to do that, it looks absolutely nuts. She's iconic. Then she went and got her hair braided and then came to the function in, like, this pink dress. Oh, my God. She looked amazing. Oh, beautiful. Then she went on um, – she did the thing with Seth Meyers where they did, like, a drinking game. You should watch it. It's on YouTube. Hilarity. Hilarity. She's – I just love Rihanna because she's just such a Rihanna because she's just such a normal, regular, schmegler, degler, like – there are many of other celebrities who would never just like go on a drinking show with Seth Meyers. Like she's just so regular and normal, um, even though she's like super beautiful and super rich. But you know, she just gives off this very like, I'm just a regular girl doing regular things, and I just want to shout her out because she's a baddie. Now, if she could just loan me like some money, well, not loan me, but give me some money so I could like pay for some things, like that would be cool. Like you know, so anybody who knows Rihanna, please reach out and see if she can you know sponsor us and stuff. Because I got bills. Word. Um, speaking of other females in music, Nicki Minaj um, has released some new visuals. She was silent on the socials for a while. People said she was missing. I was like, well, maybe she's just not on social media. But, you know, when you're not on social media for like a week, you declared missing. But she, um, she, I heard she had a new manager. And ever since she got a new manager, she act, started acting right. 
Start oh, making the like manager said, "Sis, stop, stop getting on this internet looking crazy." <laughs> I think yeah, I think she got a new manager, and then ever since then she was like, "Hey, maybe she get off social media for like a month." Yeah, or longer. Or longer. So, yeah, she was off social media for, like, almost a month. Um, and then she came back and posted some visuals and, like, some videos. Um, uh, she has a new song out and a new album. I think it's called Megatron. Um, I don't know if I'm interested, but, you know, I'm I'm happy to see. She has a new album or just a song? Or just a song? I think the album is going to be called Megatron, but the song is also called Megatron. Megatron. Um, I'm like, all right, Onika, whatever. Um I just want you to rap and not be with the antics because I truly do believe that Nicki Minaj has talent and she's a great rapper, but she just be carrying on with the shenanigans and people don't have time. So hopefully she can sort of pull that, um, pull people's attention back to her talent and to her music and less from her shenanigans of, uh, of late. Cause yeah, I think that became very distracting and people got tired of it, but you know, if she's going to give me great music, great bars, then, you know, I'm cool. I'm with it. Um, speaking of musical related things, um, we got some more on the agenda. Um, so vocals for the Lion King, um, featuring Beyonce and Donald Glover came out. Mark played it for me. Bless my ears. I'm very excited about these vocals. <laughs> I cannot wait to see the movie. I cannot wait. I think it's coming out, um, the week of your birthday. I can't wait. Yeah. We might be at the Lion King pulled up. Like, what's up? Like Donald Glover and Beyonce together. I don't know if it's something I've ever thought of before, like vocally, but I'm loving it. <laughs> loving it. I was like, yeah, come through, sing, y'all, sing. So I'm ready to get into their vocals um, on um, July 19th. I think the movie comes out. I'm ready to get in there and yeah. get on that. It seems cool. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, and I don't know, you guys have heard of Lizzo. She's like a new artist. Like people are really featuring her. They like her a lot. Um, I think I've heard one of her songs. I haven't decided how I feel about it yet. I did download her album, so I will try to listen to them and see how I feel. But basically, um, Juneteenth was this past week. And, um, she posted, Happy Juneteenth, everybody. Happy Juneteenth. Eh, 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 eh. So Miss Lizzo did like a Juneteenth celebration somewhere. And apparently she took a picture and posted it on the socials. And in the picture, like there was, I think she was either, what was she holding? She was either holding a bowl of watermelon and then there was like chicken on the table and Kool-Aid. And, you know, people were up in arms like these are stereotypical things. And her audience is primarily white. So she's perpetuating stereotypes and blah, 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 blah. And I just kind of was like, guys. We've got to let go of this, like, idea about stereotype. We didn't make the stereotype. We didn't make it. We didn't. We absolutely didn't. The whole the, the whole thing about watermelon and black people liking watermelon, that's that was a marketing scheme. Correct. By white people. To get people to stop buying watermelon from because the black sharecroppers who were selling the watermelon. Selling the watermelon. Yep. It was completely a stereotype, like, oh, watermelon is like a black people thing. So white people, other white people who were buying from the black people who were trying to make their money um, post-slavery by selling watermelon, um, they were trying to, like, get white people not to buy it. So they used this whole marketing scheme of it being, like, a black thing. And people have run with it for centuries. If you black and you like watermelon, eat it. If you like chicken and you want to have chicken with watermelon, do that. If you want to have Kool-Aid with the chicken and watermelon, do that too. Like, we have got to decolonize our minds from this concept that chicken and watermelon is a stereotype. sister. Decolonize. I can't. But, like, for real. Like, <laughs> the fact that y'all were over here coming for this woman about this. If this is what she want to do, that's what she want to do. Stop worrying about stereotypes that you didn't create that aren't based on anything factual, that are just literally based on foolishness. Um, to cry down this woman because she wants, if that's what she wanted to do, because that's how she felt like uh, expressing her authentic blackness, then go ahead. 
What does it have to do with you? At the end of the day, if someone, if there's a stereotype that exists about you that was created by another group, it don't matter what you do. They gonna think that about you anyway. Kanye, yeah. didn't, same Kanye tried to tell y'all. It same don't, Kanye. Because <laughs> this, he different. He different now. Same Kanye tried to tell y'all, um, no matter what you do, to some people you just gonna be an N-word in a coop. It don't matter. It don't matter. Stop trying to, like, subscribe to these ideas and, and, and norms about how you think you should act because of stereotypes. If you like chicken and watermelon, just eat it. Whatever. Live your best life. Stop it. Yeah. What's also funny is um, I guess it kind of <laughs> attacks those um notions that um, – because, like, you know, like, they used to have these college parties mm-hmm. with, like, black college parties with white people. Mm-hmm. And they'll have chicken and watermelon everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it was like, if a black person did it, y'all don't say nothing. Like they still said something. They still said something. As you see. As you see. And I'm just like, y'all are, y'all are things, making an issue out of nothing. The things are still being said. Try by. I like chicken and I like watermelon. Fight me. Now what? They're both delicious. Now what? Anywho's, um, so last week we talked about Diddy and Lori Harvey, and some of y'all told me I was wrong for saying that she was an industry pass around. I'm just saying it looked wild. Um, <laughs> I stand by that. I'm not saying that she's not free to date who she wants and do whatever and all that jazz. I'm just saying that the optics don't look good when it looks like you being associated. Even if it's not true, it just looks bad, which which sucks if she's really, like, out here, like, just minding her business. Yeah. And people keep saying X, that, that, Y, and that's Z. What that's the only thing I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it does suck if it's not true. But it's just because I recognize that she's in a in a social class, so to speak, where dating the average Negro is just not an option. It's not on the agenda. Yeah, and she, she's always running around. She sees she only sees certain people at certain parties, right? Like, like executives like, and yeah. celebrities. Like I get it, but it, it just unfortunately the way yeah. the world is built, it looks wild. But anyway, um, so apparently her and the didster are engaged. That's what the streets are saying. The, the didster. The didster. Apparently they're engaged. So I guess congrats to them. Um, I'm not. I'm not doing hand claps for that. <laughs> you don't get applause for that. <laughs> you don't get um, I don't know how true it is, uh, but um, apparently that's been on the that's been the I'll word on the one. street. You'll give the the small okay the okay <laughs> <laughs> that's trash. You ain't have to do it like that. But apparently they are engaged. I don't. I don't. It's, it's mostly because I don't care. No, I'm. It's it's mostly that. It's not. It's not as much as um, unsupportive. As much as I care, not at all. Not even a little bit. It's not cool. even a little bit. So you yeah. get you get the the random one person clap. That's that. fine. That's fine. So yeah, um, you know, kudos to them. Hopefully, they actually get married because I feel like every time I see these celebrities, unless, unless, you, engaged, want to give me, unless you want to give me money, then you know, then I'll just <laughs> <laughs> I'll clap it up for that. <laughs> if we vote was to give us money, then yes, we'll we'll clap up for that. But right outside of that, then. yeah, recognize the potential sponsorship <laughs> opportunities. Recognize the potential bag. Okay. Yeah. Starting on a good foot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you. I forgot about that. Forgot about that drop. That drop. You're trash. <laughs> <laughs> trash. But anyway, um, you know, I apparently it, it's escalated to engagement. So kudos. Maybe they'll get married. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I want. I feel. I feel like I want Steve Harvey to say something about this, but I know he ain't gonna say nothing. That's not gonna happen. But I feel like I want him to say something because I know he got to be sitting in the house somewhere. Like, what? Him and Steve Harvey That's, is the same age. Like, what is going mm, on? That is the most non-talking, non-controversial dude ever. Except for when he went to Donald Trump and was shaking hands, talking about, "Hey, um, let's which, be cool." Which you know, you see how that went for him. Um, black people ain't forgave him for it. He he's, he is still on our list of people that we like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's why his whole empire crumbling. Well, not crumbling, but, you know, they, they fired him from some shows and things. But whatever. The only person who survived that whole thing 
was, and I think it was because we figured that what his intentions were was Travis Green. Because mm-hmm. Travis Green performed at the White House. The same time Chrisette Michelle was. But Chrisette Michelle was out here like this. Man, I'm trying to do this. I was like, if you just shut up, you'd be fine. I'm trying to build a bridge. I'm trying to be the bridge <laughs> if you didn't between say the black anything, community you know, and him. Because Travis Green was like, nah, I'm just a Christian. I just want to talk, do gospel. I don't, I don't care who it is. Right. Which is fine. If you, He wasn't out here trying to say, I support him, or I'm trying to build bridges. Or, he didn't say nothing. He was like, I'm doing gospel, and then I'm going home. That's that's what I'm doing. But, like, how could that ain't know and, that black people was going to cancel her all the way for that? If, if she just shut up, she went fine. Yeah. If she said nothing. Well, she tried to self-righteous us into it, and I was just like, sis. <laughs> and then I think well, a whole lot happened after that. Yeah, like her record label dropped her. Like, child, yeah. she was going through it. If she, if she just shut up. If she, been like, if she just said, I'm just doing this because God said to talk to all people. It she, was fine. Girl, she could have been like, I'm here for a check. She could have said that. Well, she, I almost that would have worked out as well. But if, yeah. if she, yeah, because like, cause Travis was like, God said, I got to talk this perform all people hopefully which i still gave him the eye for but whatever security bag no i know people still gave him the eye but it wasn't as bad yeah i mean i also think too that he's not as visible as chrisette michelle correct um because if you you the only reason you would know travis green is if you listen to gospel music and you listen to a particular type of gospel music yeah and also like i said he didn't he shut up yeah like we didn't even know he was really there until they reported after that. I said, oh travis was over there find out I, you made a way. I, I, and, I, and I've I realized, like I said, if you just shut up certain times, you'll be all right. But people keep talking. Yeah, and they be talking and then they be going wild. Um, but yeah, you know, all that, all that, all that. Um, Stranger Things, the trailer dropped this week. Um, season three is coming to Netflix on July 4th. The trailer looks amazeballs. I am so thrilled because Stranger Things, I love that show. Do you hear yeah. me? Love that show. And like, I, it took me a while to get into it too because people kept talking about it. And I was just like, girl, ain't nobody trying to see nothing with no children. But it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not particularly interested as an adult in shows that feature children as the primary uh, actors, but that show was amazing. Yeah, it was It's good. amazing. So 4th of July weekend might just be me watching Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah. So don't look for much for me if you're my friend in real life in terms of productivity. I'm watching Stranger Things. Get on board. Um, but I'm excited. I can't wait. Um, the kids are all grown up now. They look so different. Everybody got taller. They went through their like puberty growth spurt. So like, if you watch the first two seasons, like they look the same, but just like bigger now. And it's like just amazeballs. Like they look like teenagers now. So I can't wait. It looks, it looks like it's really going to be good. My only request for season three is that y'all leave my boy Will alone. Leave him alone. Will been through it. Okay. (laughs) But like the, 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 the seat, the, um, what you call this I've seen, in the in the trailer, it looked like Will might still be flicked, and I done told y'all <laughs> to leave Will alone. That was my one request for season three was to leave Will alone. So we'll see how it goes. But um, did you see I'm um, did you see Berkey being trash <laughs> with the promotion? Like, what are you gonna do for, for Stranger Things? Uh, an upside down burger? I'm like, I can't. The bur- the burger is the same on both sides. Number one, right? I'm like, why is it upside down? Like, what is that? I don't understand. You, you, you didn't even try. Right, like y'all, you, you didn't try at all. Yeah, y'all garbage. I see y'all trying though. No, they they didn't try. They didn't try. You didn't see it as a try. Okay. One person like last minute, like, oh shoot, turn it over. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't with you. I can't with you. Not oh, turn shoot, it over. Turn, turn it over quickly, quick, quick. Okay, quick. I can't with you. You're trash. Upside down. Upside down. That's fine. <laughs> um, that's not how things usually work. But okay, all right. Um, uh, this one you put on here, I guess. Um, Joe Biden. Yeah. Mm. So. Former Vice President Joe Biden and presidential candidate for 2020, 
Um, it's being ridiculous. So he came on. And who, he said, "Nice for what titties?" I'm like, okay. That's what he said. <laughs> so he was like, he was basically um doing his speech, and he was talking about segregationists, and he was like, I guess his purpose was trying to say, even though people are segregationists and feel like black people are trash. I can reach across the aisle and talk to them and get things done because they and try to get some good ideas done. And I was like, hey, that sounds a little trash <laughs> because they're trash still. They're still they're still good trash. Maybe use a different example than the trash people <laughs> of society who don't care nothing about my life. Mm-hmm. And like, and then <laughs> I believe this example was like, well, he has never called me boy. I was like, but you're also a white man. Why? Why would they that, call you boy? That's Why? not what the problem is. <laughs> he call, he probably called me boy because I. That that was that was your reasoning. <laughs> you never called me boy. I was like, all right, this is ridiculous. So, all the but the Democrats were like, hey, you sound wow. crazy. You, you sound real crazy. Mm-hmm. Cory Booker was like, yo, you sound real crazy. You really, you should probably apologize. It sounds crazy. <laughs> he came on like this. Nah, son, I ain't apologizing. That's what I meant. <laughs> I ain't got, I don't got a racist bone in my body. <laughs> and I was like, and that's where you lose me right there. Any <laughs> white person that that leads anything with, I don't have a racist bone in my body. Thank you, but no, thank you. You a whole lie. You, you have a couple of bones. You have racist. a couple of racist bones. You have a couple. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do that because you don't have to tell me that you don't. That that's not the conversation you need to be having with. Also, me. nobody said you were racist. Nobody said you were racist. <laughs> not nobody one said person that. said that. No one said that. Not one person. said Not that. one person said. Joe Biden's racist. Not one person said that before. Right. You could have just left that out. Also, bones inherently, if we're going to be biological, aren't racist. So I don't even know where that statement comes from. But whatever, girl. Because now you said it. Now we're thinking like, oh, maybe he is racist. Right. Because we, 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 we didn't bring that up. You, right. Th- since you're bringing it up. Right. You, you brought it up. <laughs> now people are about to be doing all they digging into your backstory and your life. Like, bro, you got to shut up. You out here, Chrisette Michelle, in your whole situation. And you just need to shut up. Yeah. And why... Wait, if a black person is offended by something that you said, <laughs> the first thing is not to lash back. That's not that's not how you save and, your argument. And that's the thing about <laughs> it's not how you white save your liberals argument. that makes me a little nervous. It's like y'all be all for rights and fighting, but the minute a black person or a person of color says to you, Hey, I didn't really like that you said that all of a sudden you lashing out and getting salty, like, Can't you see I'm helping you? Can't you see? Why would you talk to me this way? I'm trying to help you. All right, that's enough. Mm-mm. You <laughs> were like, giving me slave master vibes and I'm not interested. <laughs> Thank like, you. I'm but like, no, thank you. I, I, I didn't like what you said. I'm just letting you know. Right. I'm letting you know now. Like, why do you why do you not receive that as a, oh, well, maybe I need to rethink what I said? Like, why is it your immediate response to, like, lash out and defend yourself? It makes you look mad sus. So, Joe Biden, you officially look sus. Yeah. So, hmm. Yeah. You were the only person I mildly was interested on this particular thing. And when I say mildly, I really do mean mildly. I I, um, I actually was. I, th- I think my, my top two are um, Mr. Buttigieg and... Um, Miss Harris. Look at you saying his name right, because I sure can't. So I never will attempt it. <laughs> Before everybody stop failing with that name. I just I read it and it just jumbles in <laughs> just my mind. Listen to how he says it. Okay, fine, it. fine, whatever. I'll he try. said he said it's boot edge edge together. Buttigieg. Yes. Okay, great. I got it. I had to really focus <laughs> to say that, but I got it. Okay, great. Um, all right. So that was our This Week in Random. I don't think we introduced it. I think we just started talking. But that was our This Week in Random, if you were wondering. Um, now we're going to move on to our final section of the pod, which is the tea tip. Tea tips. Okay, you're dragging it. Tea tips. Okay. Tea 
Okay. Um, wow. I just, that was... like, <laughs> like, I'm just staring at you like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? So, Jesus of Nazareth. So I have a quote by Brian Sutter from Forbes. It says, sadly, much of the content being published is simply not worth linking to. 75% of it is getting zero inbound links. So forget the more is better approach to content if you want links. Go with quality instead. Your content will generate links only if it is truly exceptional. Remarkable, as Seth Godin would say. Please have good content. I can help you market all you want, but if your content is trash, it's not going to work. True. So the good the good thing is to not just have quantity, but to have quality content to market. All right. If you need help, assistance with having quality content, you can give us a call. We can help you with quality content. But quality content makes sense. Something that people will like appreciate reading into. It's not just a bunch of nonsense. Um, have you ever looked in, like try to click on an article and read it, and it's just like a bunch of the same thing that everybody else says or. It's not really giving, it's not really feeding anybody. It's not quality content. You want quality content to do that. It's like um, anything else. It's like having a quality quality art that you do. Like, like if you have quality art, then when you market, when people finally hear your art, people will like, be drawn to it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have quality art, I can keep drawing people to your art. But then when they get to it, they're like, oh, what am I here for? Pretty much. <laughs> All right. A lot of people, you only have one chance to impress them. Mm-hmm. So the good thing is to always have some quality things for them to see when they come to you. So always try to make sure your your content is quality enough for when they see you. All right. Word. That is my goal. My my uh my view. My T tips for the BLM T tips. If you have any more questions in terms of marketing, please look us up at www.theblm.com. Once again, we are the co-owners of the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing. If you need help with websites, flyers, business cards, brochures, SEO, press kits, all of the above, websites, whatever it is, let us know. And we can help you out with that. Um, We're ready to close out. This is like the All Love No Fear Peer on podcast. I forgot to shout out anybody. <laughs> Let's um quickly shout out people on Spotify. Yes. People on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean. All the above. Blueberry, our Blueberry, website, wherever our you website. listen at. Yep, just come listen to us. Let people know about it. Um, and thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. This was episode 11. Yes, so, yes. Thank you for being so supportive and for offering your feedback and for just listening to us in our foolishness every week. Um, we really, really love it. We thank you so very much. Word, word, word. Word, word, word. Now to go home and watch the BET Awards so we have some content for next week. Word. And have a good week, and we will see you all, slash we'll hear you all, very, very soon. Until next time, peace, love, soul. Bye. Deuces. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, you're going to answer this. Yeah, boy. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey, it's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Check us out. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast.
podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All the Oh No Fear podcast. Hey.